five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Tectonic Podcast, the finest cuts of techno and tech house, destroying dance floors around the globe. Turn it up. Mixed and compiled by Jockster. Welcome, welcome to another Tectonic Podcast. Lovers of techno, purveyors of techno, gather round. So welcome to this month's episode, your March podcast. Boy, do we have a show lined up for you. Around two hours of music from myself, followed by an interview with the founder, the CEO, the managing director, the head honcho, deep down in dirty records, Mayor Stone. She'll be coming on the show later on. Talk about the label, releases, pressures of running a label, and all sorts of other things. Looking forward to that. And then that's followed by a guest mix, Simon Cox, being an hour of techno. So in this month's show, we've got some really good music. We've got new, new material from Drunken Kong, the new EP on Tronic Records. We've got new music from Matt Cesari, Filterheads, D-Dex. Tom Hades, DJ Boris. Some old school as well, Sarah Simonet, Kenny She. We kick off with this track on Deep Down and Dirty Records, of course. The track called Dissidents by Analog Digital Noise and Seb Dubal. Do you know the drill, guys? Find the knob that says volume. Turn it up.
because you hear brothers say a lot of stuff, but you never hear anybody say, kiss the dragon. And Kay would say it all the time. Every day. Every day.
called Sweet Symphons by Tom Hades. Before that, the classic Alcatraz, Give Me Love. The Cole Mudabar Ricks remix. Turn her up.
Dragon Tron Contracts from their new EP on Tronic Records. The track called The Line.
enjoying the show? About two-thirds of the way through. I'm about to wind it up. This is a track called Mesmerizing by The Fresh. A few shout-outs before we go any further. Big thank you to all my new followers on social media. Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. Find me on all those platforms. Just Google Jockster Tectonic. All you need. Two little words. Turn it up.
show the bit I call the hard part buckle yourself in gonna be a bumpy ride turn it up Thank you. 
Dance flow. 
standard remix. You know what to do guys. Find the knob that says volume and turn it up. 
Mate. Track by Wahaba. This new EP. Drum Code Records. Track called Third Wave. One more after this. We've got Mayor Stone from Deep Down and Dirty joining us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to share this mix. Tell your friends about it. Join all the platforms. Love me. Love techno. Turn it up.
me. Hope you enjoyed the show. Coming up, we've got a one-hour techno mix from Simon Cox. First up, we've got an interview with Mayor Stone. Now, Mayor runs Deep Down and Dirty, a multi-genre label, with a roster of artists all over the world. Some of the releases have featured in Beatport, be remixed by illuminaries such as Phil Hartnell, Lucien Fort. They've released a couple of compilation albums, maybe more. And as I say, they regularly chart and beat. Now all of this is done at home by the stay-at-home mum, Mayor Stone. It's full of enthusiasm incredibly talented individual and full of passion so she joined me in the week and we spoke on the telephone about the label tell me a little about uh, deep down and dirty how did it all start for you So how long have you been running the label for now? We will be, D-Town Bessie will be uh, three years old this year. Three years old, oh, so quite a long time. So what made you take the leap from obviously just doing it uh, kind of part-time and casually to actually going into it full-time? Was it the size? Was it becoming a big label? Or was it something you felt you could do full-time? or? greater reach and support the producers mm-hmm. better because I did have a few producers saying to me that they felt that their labels weren't really connecting with them enough or supporting them enough. I thought, my God, you know, I can do I'm doing this already. Why don't I just formalise the process and maybe extend the reach of their production? Right, right. Excellent, excellent. Well, it sounds like it's going there uh, very well for you. And in terms of the, uh, the brand, so obviously in dance music, whether it's DJs, labels, events, it's all about building the brand really. How what, what, how do you feel? What is the brand for uh, Deep Down and, and Dirty? Is, uh, you know, what are your goals? What are your, um, what do you, th- if someone was to say to you, what is Deep Down and Dirty about? How would you describe it to them? Okay, so when you build a brand, there are lots of different aspects to it. So it's the public perception of it, it's your ethos, um, it's obviously visual identity as well. And can you tell I come from a marketing background? <laughs> <laughs> even, even if only as a personal assistant, but I, have, I do have a marketing background. So um, I, for me, it was really, really important that Deep Down Dirty represented what I truly believe, because honesty is very, very important to me. Um, not only in my dealings with the producers, but in my dealings with the, uh, the world at large. So uh, I really try um, to convey that. Um, and the, 
you said, like sincerity and also um, the fact that I'm trying, the word is getting to right now, sorry, this is not being ill and (laughs) (laughs) my brain not functioning all week. But um, just to, I I believe that the ethos of the underground is in general very inclusive. I would say if you're not being inclusive, you don't have an underground mentality. So our mentality is inclusive and supportive and friendly and and it comes from the heart it, mm-hmm. because it's me mm-hmm. the brand is me right. and it's how I deal with the world mm-hmm. so um, you do kind of come to a point in life that <laughs> I said this to someone the other day I think they thought I was very weird but deep down dirty is me it's, right. it's me personified so mm-hmm. um, uh, regarding visual identity I know how important it is to always just keep on using the same visual identity all the time and lots of people have said to me, yeah, they know the lyrics, they know the lyrics, and that's a really good thing, because mm-hmm. that's what, you know, you, you have to have a really strong visual identity, because mm-hmm. that's how people connect with your brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that fits in with the fact that you're a multi-genre label, because so many labels are about uh, genres, really, these days, but you, yeah. I'm guessing, will sign anybody that floats your boat, really, regardless of the genre. Yes, I always say it's not about the genre, it's about the track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just say uh, to uh, uh, the lovely people over at Crafted recently, sorry, Club that have Crafted, um, I just take them recently, but uh, we're multi-genre because we don't feel that we should be restricting our producers when they create music. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you are restricting people when they're trying to be creative, then it's actually no longer a creative process, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of battery farming what they're doing. And I've heard producers burn out from, you know, from doing that kind of stuff. Their label says, oh, you can only produce tech house. It's not very nice. It's mm-hmm. not a good way to treat creative people. It's like you say to an artist, oh, you must only paint and oil paint, and you can only paint a bowl of fruit. It's not cool. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're multi-genre. Mm-hmm. And when you look back at the, the, the scene, I mean, I've personally been in the scene myself since 93, and it wasn't about pigeonholes then. So, uh, no. yeah, it's a, it sounds like you've got a really good approach there to running the label. Now, in terms of the actual label and building the label, what would you describe as being your... Uh, biggest achievement that you're most proud of? Oh my god. I don't, okay, I'm a bit vomiting two things. I don't actually know. I've, there've been so many. I, I never dreamed that we would work with so many lovely, talented people. I never dreamed that Orbital would be posting their remix for us on their Facebook page. I never dreamed that we would be supported by people, people like Crafted, you know, who have who are much more established than us. We've had so many nice things happen. I just think, I mean, we're running a, a, a competition uh, in conjunction with Brighton Music Conference at the moment, which we did last year as well. And that means a lot for me. You know, I'm just a stay-at-home mum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not a producer. I'm not a DJ. I love music. I love the people who make it. Um, but that's it. You know, I, I don't have the high-level contact. I don't have loads of money to plow into the label. So the fact that all these amazing things happened is, is, is incredible to me. Mm-hmm. I was certainly impressed when I looked at uh, the rotor of people that have remixed uh, some, some of the music that's appeared on your label. Mm-hmm. I mean, Phil Hartnell and Lucienne uh, Foote, I mean, in, in themselves, those two alone are, you know, a, a very, very, very big achievement. And I can see a lot of this stuff is uh, obviously made be toward top tens as well. In terms, yeah. in terms of the day-to-day running of the organisation, obviously, you are a stay-at-home mum, and you are 
the person who's running the label. How do you how do you balance that? Because you know, a stay-at-home mum is a full-time job in itself. How do you <laughs> how do you strike that balance yeah. between two what are essentially full-time jobs? It's really tricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a really great husband. Uh-huh. That means a lot. That, and I'm not just saying that to shoot him. He is amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I also have a son who I have a really close relationship with um, because for at the first seven years of his life, I didn't have a life. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, we have really good communication and he's very tied to us. So I kind of, sounds really weird, but I kind of did all the ground laying of how I wanted to behave very, very early on and my expectations of morals and how you should treat people and all that kind of stuff. And so I trust him implicitly. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people have 11 year olds who game in their room. Our son games in the kitchen. We, he involves us in the conversation with uh, his mate uh-huh. and we know a lot of their names. And it's you know, it's kind of like we're quite a strong family unit. Maybe also because we're small, we're a small family unit. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, yeah. And I had quite a difficult background and upbringing, so I uh-huh. think that kind of helped me to understand how to make Sam feel loved and uh-huh. needed and wanted and understood, and uh-huh. you know, all, all that kind of stuff, which I think is really fundamental to being uh, a family and having kids. Uh-huh. So all that kind of stuff at the base makes me being able to run record label much easier. I'm not having to lay down the law all the time. I'm not having, you know, he does his homework. He's interested in life in general. And I'm probably not having as hard to- <laughs> yet. Yeah. I'm not having as hard a time yeah. of it as some other people might be having with their kids. I've also got one, <laughs> which uh-huh. makes a lot of difference. Not two or three. Yeah. It might be a bit more different with two or three. I would imagine. Yeah, it might be. But I, I know my limits, which yeah. is why I only had one. <laughs> so, well, uh, is it something that you would eventually um, get your son into? Do you think? Do you think the the work that you're doing is is something you would encourage him to possibly partake in, or maybe even become your junior and take over the business? Well, I have. It's something I kind of like in the occasional passing comment mentioned. Uh-huh. Um, but, but you know, at the moment, deep down dirty, it's not a money earning business. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where it will be in ten years time, but right now it's not a money earning business. I would like Sam to help me or be interested in this, but I'm never going to push him into it. Uh-huh. Um, the only thing I've said to him about you know his future is that he needs to do something that involves his creativity because I think that's really really important for mental health. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh you know, to be able to be creative in whatever you're doing or find something creative to do mm-hmm. in the job that you're doing. So, um, but as far as deep down there, it's concerned, I'm never going to push them into it. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Right. And um, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, other um, label owners or producers, if you were to, obviously you've got quite a bit of experience beneath your belt and, you know, you've you've been running it uh, organically for you know for three years in terms of experience what would you what advice would you give to people who wanted to start a label up or even aspiring producers uh, okay well you know it's a bit hard because it's like trying to give someone advice about run, about having a family everybody has their own style uh-huh. mm, for me I mean because there's another 
I, I really, there's another record label owner who I really like, and we speak quite a lot. And um, she's the owner of these recordings. And so I sometimes tell her, I sometimes give her my insights about and learnings about beat down therapy. So the things that I tend to say to her are be honest, uh-huh. be transparent, uh-huh. be reliable. If you say you're going to do something, do it. And if you can't do it, if something goes wrong, I, I always mess up and say, you know what, I messed up. I'm sorry. You know. I didn't do it, I dropped ball, because that kind of stuff builds trust, and that's really, really, really important in any human relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, my way of running a label seems to be a bit different mm-hmm. <laughs> from everyone else's, uh-huh. and it's very much about building relationships and supporting uh-huh. the producers, and I'm not producer or DJ, so none of it's about me, I'm kind of the admin girl. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of integrity, Maya, which is nice, uh, especially in this industry. That's for sure. And in terms, <laughs> no and, <comment>. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of the actual label, then, so obviously you've been running for three years. Have you got a long-term plan? What, what have you got? Any news <laughs> that you'd like to tell us about there, deep down and dirty? Anything exciting on the horizon? Well, you hit the nail on the head with your earlier word, organic. It's all very organic. It's big town. We don't have a long-term plan. Uh-huh. Um, we have uh, some cool stuff going on um, that we are currently remixing some tracks for Sophie Barger, who has done with uh, Groove Armada and Zero Seven. Uh-huh. Um, and we've got some cool remixes on one of those releases. Uh, so you have to stay tuned for that. Uh-huh. Um, we're going down to Brighton Music Conference in April, and we have a uh, Deep Down Dirty Berlin meetup happening also in May. So May is a very busy month for us. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, we have a really ridiculous number of releases going out. If you go to the Deep Down Dirty page on Facebook, mm-hmm. which is uh, Deep Down Dirty Record Label, you can see in the events, it's where I kind of use the events there to mm-hmm. um, log the dates of all the releases we have upcoming uh-huh. so um you can see we've got a very busy release schedule beyond that i don't know i don't uh-huh. know what the future holds uh-huh. uh-huh. i guess uh-huh. Right, excellent. Well, listen, Maya, thanks very much uh, for joining us. I uh, have to say, very inspirational character, full of uh, passion and enthusiasm, and it's nice to hear that. Um, um, so uh, we, we wish all the best to Tectonic in the future for the label. Uh, we're now just going to drop into our guest mix, which is uh, uh, Simon Cox. He's going to be playing an hour of techno, and uh, we'll see you guys in a month's time with another guest and another guest mix.
sensation you are about to experience is a brief psychotic episode. The symptoms you will experience represent a compilation of a range of sensory occurrences. These occurrences include sights, sounds, and even scents. 